is the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. Hey, hey, happy Monday. Happy NFL Super Bowl Monday. Super Bowl Monday. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles or the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe let's do it again, but I'll, like, what? Yeah, we'll do it. Like, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. And now, again, congratulations to the, who was the other team? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Take that what, with what you will. Edit it in. Yeah. You, edit, edit it. You edit it like, in your We're not going to edit it, but no. edit it in your own mind, guys. <laughs> this is where we're at today, guys. Just It's a FYI. Monday. It's a Monday. Look, there is good <laughs> stuff coming up. Uh... My we, boyfriend's we, gone away. Your boyfriend's gone away. And I can finally sleep with some, not someone. I can something, something that you haven't been able to sleep with. Uh, we'll just leave that there. Get Sorry, it coming Dylan. up in the pod. Uh, we meet our first potential couple for Cliff on Bronte's Leap of Faith. And this is a this cu- is good fun. couple to beat, guys. I know it's the first one, but yeah. step it up. You can enter still, by the way, at hit.com.au. And we ask the question, what's the worst wedding gift you've ever received? <laughs> There's some shockers. <laughs> coming up, the Cliff on Bronte podcast. So I've been keeping a little secret from my boyfriend Dylan for the last couple of weeks and I've just double checked and he is currently on a flight out of town and he's gone for two weeks and I can finally talk about it. So we are clear to talk about (laughs) all the stuff that's been banked up for the last three or four weeks since we've been back. (laughs) few things uh but one of the things that i'm very i'm going to miss him a lot he's gone for two weeks now he's going overseas um there is one part about this situation that is slightly beneficial for me in that i can finally break out something that i've been hiding from him that i got from my sister for my <laughs> the <birthday>. other boyfriend <laughs> that he doesn't know about <laughs> I keep him hidden away. (laughs) So when my sister was here for my birthday, they bought me a present um, that I had wanted for quite a while that I wanted pre-boyfriend when I was sleeping by myself Uh a lot. Uh Um, (laughs) That it seems inappropriate to have when you have someone else in the bed. It's a body pillow that has... Oh, thank God. (laughs) Because I started thinking about those things that they'll pull you up for at the airport. Like, no. is that a bomb? No, it's all oh, good. Nope, not one of those. Those Great. in the bed are the, uh, inappropriate at all times. It's a body pillow, but not only is it a body pillow, it's printed with the K-pop boy band <gasps> oh, guy oh, that I used to have a crush no. on. <laughs> is this from that? Were they called? BTS. I was going to say, is it a guy from BTS? Maybe. And it has his face printed on it. And you can <sighs> snuggle with Jungkook from BTS. And it's like life size as well. And so whenever Dylan's coming over, I have to hide Jungkook away in the laundry and in a cupboard. And sometimes he's like, can I use the wash on? I'm like, no. Wow. You can't. And now I can have him out on bed. You know... I mean, BTS are huge now, yeah. but they're going to suffer the fate of all K-pop acts. Like, they're at the top of the roller coaster now. They're going to come down one time. What are you talking well, about? I'm just saying, if you ever want to get the actual <laughs> John Cook instead of just a pillow, like, there will be a time when he's available. <laughs> uh, when it comes to the world of mobile phones, Bronte, mm. I feel like we've had a bit of a comeabout when it comes to their strength and how easy they break. Because if you remember the original phones... I'm talking here, your, your Nokia's and your, your Motorola's. Oh, if, I remember. If you drop them on a tiled floor, it was more likely the tiled floor 
would break yeah. over the phone itself. Indestructible, like, it felt like. They were bricks. Literally. They? We called them bricks. The bricks, Because yeah, they felt right. and looked like a brick. Then I feel like in the early 2000s, or maybe around the, the 2010s and stuff, yes. iPhone, like, am I the only one who thinks this? Or did I just have a bad run? But I felt like iPhone screens got really, really brittle. And oh, we my all, God, yeah. Like, it was more common than not that your phone screen would be smashed. Yes, yes. You needed to have one of those protective glass sheets on it or yeah. else you would be getting glass in your fingers. I feel like everyone knew that angry person too yeah. that always had like a completely smashed phone screen and yeah. they just lived life like that Guilty. all the time, right? Guilty as charged. Yeah, right. They've gotten a bit better now. Like you don't see as many smashed phone screens now. That is right. I feel like in the last maybe three years, Apple's really updated their... Up their game. Shatterability. Well, that was, uh, really that was highlighted for me on the weekend. Uh, my wife was working all day Saturday. It was a big day. Had to get the kids in the car to do groceries and had my mind here, there and everywhere. Yeah. And as I was chucking Charlie in the car, my phone was in my hand. So yep. I very quickly put it on the top of the car. The roof. And on the roof. And uh-huh. we, like, you know, it's not a little car. We drive a Mazda CX-9, so it's fairly high up, right? Yeah, yeah. So the phone's sitting high up. Oh, no. I get Charlie in and then I have to get his drink bottle, you know, seatbelt on. It's the whole thing. Check Matilda's all good. Yeah. Yep, kids are in the car. Um, I quickly hop in the car. Start the car. Oh, no. And as I'm reversing down the driveway, I hear the phone slide down the roof, down the windscreen, because it was I'm just backing out of my driveway. So I was going, and I live on a very quiet cul de sac. So I was sort of reversing out onto the road, onto the road. And I wasn't going, like, I wasn't super slow reversing. So the phone slides. Over the roof, I see it slide down the windscreen, and I was hoping because I've got one of the pop sockets, pop socket things. Yeah. I was hoping that would wedge between the windscreen and the bonnet. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It continued sliding down the bonnet, then bang, bang, bang oh, God. on our Pebble Creek driveway. Oh God! And I just have like a pretty flimsy little phone case. Like it's not the. It's not one of the um like shockproof ones. No, nah, it's not. No, a, no, no. Like it, like like my dad uses. Yeah. Like it's not a tradie case or whatever. Um. So I was like, right, this phone's gotta be cactus. Um. I get out. What a win. Good as new. Stop. Yeah! Oh, there's the winner music. <laughs> <laughs> It's a big win. That is a big win. Look at it. Good as new. If anything, I said to you in the meeting today, did you get a new phone? Because it looks yeah. fresh at the yeah. moment. Uh, 131060, I want to put it out there. Yes. What did a phone survive? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, something happened and the phone should be dead. Yeah. And you can go back to the 90s. Like, you can go back to the Nokia 5510 days. True. Or whatever. But just in history, like what has a mobile phone endured and survived? Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking drops mm-hmm. from heights would be a big one. Yes. I'm thinking swims. Yes, yes, and water lodge water lodgement. I've heard of runovers before too. With we like wheels on a car. Yeah. Uh, Surely not. Oh, maybe not with an iPhone. But Prove us wrong. With a Nokia? Maybe. Oh, God, yeah. The tide get Depends a flat tire. It's a little car. Mm. We're talking a little Mazda 6 or something. True. Lorelei on 131060. What did your phone survive, mate? Hello. Lorelei. Lorelei. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi. What'd your phone survive? <laughs> yeah, I just did. <laughs> um, I was actually in Rockhampton. I'd put all my shopping stuff in the car. 
and um, I put my phone on the roof as well. I drove all the way to Yapoon, and <sighs> when I got there, I was like, oh, my God, I know where my phone is. No. So I got out and looked on the roof, and there's my phone sitting there. <gasps> how did you – Look, are you the world's slowest driver? <laughs> No, the reason it stayed there was because I'd brought one of those magnet things to put your phone in the vent, and it stayed on the roof. Oh, oh what a win! <laughs> and just for everyone, that's around a forty, thirty-five minute drive, like highway yeah. drive, and it yeah, survived. God, Apple Man comes through with Apple the strong Man. magnets again. Goodness. Good job, Apple Man. Uh, Liz is here. What did your phone survive? Oh, it survived a drop in the ocean to about a, a metre. <gasps> Was this an iPhone as well? Yeah, it's an iPhone 13. Um, yeah, yeah, so I was shocked, but, it, yeah, it did really well. That's so good. I don't think they're typically waterproof, are they, iPhones? Well, they didn't used to be, but these days, yeah, they are, because I was putting it in that um, raw rice and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I was going to say, you do the rice trick. Yeah, they don't have to do that anymore, even oh. in ocean water. Wow. Look, I'm not going to test it, Liz, no. but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Trish, what did your phone survive? Uh, probably about 10 years ago, my husband um, was climbing underneath his truck to hook up the battery mm. and um, it fell out of his pocket. He didn't realise. He got in the truck and drove away and um, then he couldn't find his phone. So it was still out um, on the ground and it had two lots of tyre tracks over it. Oh, yeah. So it did, have, it did have a case on it. Oh. However, it was a 11-ton body truck and it um, survived that. Survived so the, Yeah, so the screen went black, so it just had to have a soft reset done on it and then it was good to go. I was hoping we'd survive yeah. have one survivor run over. That's yeah. so <laughs> impressive. I love too that it had the tyre yeah. tracks on it as well. Like. It did. It, and you could see the two lots of tyre tracks from where he's turned, so two lots of oh tyres have got God. it. Oh, my God. Doubly. They need to put that over. on the ad for it, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Survive being dropped over. <laughs> So there has been some talk about our Leap of Faith competition, what it is, what we're looking for, and essentially it was couples who are looking to get married and ideally have a bit of an adventurous streak to them. But that's all we're going to say for now. That's it. That's it. And we've got over 100 entries to go through and we're going to speak to a few uh, over the next couple of weeks. A lot of people putting a lot of confidence in us. Yeah. Is it misguided? Yeah, yes, probs, you'll, probs. but you'll figure that out. Uh, one of those misguided couples right now. <laughs> Bian and Michael are on the phone. Hello, guys. Good morning. Welcome to the show. G'day, Morning. Hey. Morning. So tell us a little bit about your love story. How long have you been together for? Um, so we've been together for almost three years now. Um, we just got engaged in November, actually. <gasps> so only engaged for like three months now. <laughs> Congratulations. And Michael, how did you meet Bjorn? Uh, literally just a Facebook message. And yeah, she just messaged me. I thought I'd go with it. Yeah, ended up talking for a week and then been together ever since. Did you slide into his DMs, Bjorn? Yeah, I sneakily slid in there, like, and then I was very persistent after a week we met. (laughs) And, um, yeah, that was it. (laughs) I love that. So engage in November. Are there wedding plans in place or has it just been something that has been kind of back of the mind at the moment? Um, We definitely have been wanting to get married quite soon. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just we've been kind of looking at different venues, but nothing definitely set in stone yet. Um, 
but yeah, definitely soon because we kind of want to work towards getting a home. So amazing. Uh, okay. Now the the whole big thing on this, Michael, was like, are you an out there couple? Are you adventurous? You know, willing to take risks? Like, would you think that sums you and Bjorn up? Yeah, definitely. I reckon that sounds like us. We're always up to find out what the unknown is. So yeah, we've um, even been skydiving together. That was probably our biggest risk that we've taken. So that okay. was pretty crazy. Cute. That's nice. terrifying. I like this couple. I it's like a them sweet as story. Well. Qu- quickly before we... that much, have we won? <laughs> <laughs> we've got a few more couples to go through, Michael. I like the cut of your swag there, though. It's confident. I like the cut of your jig, Michael. Uh, quickly before we let you go, we have to ask about your proposal story. Um, you did propose on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. risky, Michael, because all I would be able to envision, the glass half full in oh, me, God. all I could envision is dropping that bloody ring. Mate, to be honest, I didn't even know if it was going to happen because we got told we had to be at the back of the line. Bjorn wanted to be at the front of the line and she just did not want to have a bar at the front of the line, or the back of the line. Oh, so really? Thinking, yeah, mate, keep going and we'll see where this goes, eh? You might not even get proposed to. <laughs> luckily, luckily, she pulled it together and we ended up, ended up going through with it. Oh, I love that. How hard was it to uh, get down on one knee in those suits you have to wear climbing? Oh, to be honest, it was good, but I banged my knee up on the metal floor that was there, so I was pretty bruised afterwards. Wow. Well, Bjorn, I'm, I'm glad you said yes because yeah. if you had said no, it's a very quick escape for Michael at the top of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. <laughs> it would have been a Definitely. long escape, I reckon. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> long drop. Long drop. How old are you guys? Um, I'm, I'm And I'm 23. Okay, cool. Mid-20s. Cute. What a beautiful story, guys. They're lovely together. Um, it's great to meet you over the next week or two. We're actually going to meet more people who have entered, and mm. I think this, this is – part of the fun, just getting to know the people who are listening to the show exactly. and in love and hearing their stories. But um, you guys, so good to hear your, your stories and who knows, maybe you will win it, Cliff on Bronte's Leap of Faith. Good luck. Awesome. Thank you, Thank you, you so much. That we've won. <laughs> <laughs> you can still enter, by the way, if you think your love story is, you know, on par or could even trump yeah. Bjorn and Michael's, uh, you can enter hit.com.au. Despite what Michael says, it's not in the bag yet, so no. you're right, Bronte. Hit.com.au <laughs> for entries. Bronte. I need to ask you some questions. $300 he does. It's oh. a record on yeah. the line. And Zach, I'm glad you're calling now and not in a week or so because, mate, baby number two's nearly here. Oh. Mate, almost there. Only a couple of days off, I reckon. Exciting. <laughs> if uh, you win, or if I win, can you call <laughs> her Bronte? <laughs> oh, I'd have to go with a. Have to go with the missus for that one, right, but uh, yeah, exactly. I, don't, I don't think that'd be uh, don't think that'd be on the cards. I want some high stakes. <laughs> if it's a little boy, little Cliffy, yeah, little big big Cliffy, <laughs> big Cliffy. Yeah. Um, Zach, I hope it all goes well, mate. You're yeah. saving you need the money for for nappies and baby wipes and all that sort of stuff. So let's see. We're going to okay. put Bronte into the soundproof booth. See ya. And for you, mate, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. It's five questions. Zach, you good to go? Yep. 30 seconds on the clock. Time starts now. What's the name of the Muppet that is a green frog? Kermit. What process makes water droplets appear on cool glass? Condensation. On which continent would you find Kenya? Africa. In the Wiggles, what colour skivvy does Anthony wear? 
Blue. True or false, a stealth plane is invisible on a radar. True. What was that? Mate, that felt like a really good run. You feeling confident? I felt good. I felt good. good. I've got to tell you, I felt good. All right. She's on her way back in. It's the same 30 seconds and it's the same five questions. Mate, the soundproof booth is freezing. Yeah, we do that deliberately, mate. Oh my God. Do they do that with the NFL players before the Super Bowl and that as well, too? Freeze them up. Jeez Louise. We can get out there and run, work for it. Sabotage. Uh, let's have a crack at it. 30 seconds on the clock. Good luck. Thank you. What's the name of the Muppet that is a green frog? Kermit. What process makes water droplets appear on cool glass? Condensation. On which continent would you find Kenya? Africa. In the Wiggles, what colour skivvy does Anthony wear? Blue. True or false, a stealth plane is invisible on a radar. True? 30 seconds. Who needs it? Oh, baby. Now, you both got through all five. Okay. I will say that. Um, for the correct answers, we'll go to producer Alicia. Uh, so Kermit is the green Muppet. Both of you got that one correct. Water droplets on cool glass is condensation. Both of you got that one correct. Kenya is on the content of Africa. Both of you got that one correct. Anthony Words are blue skivvy. Both of you got that one correct. <gasps> so we're on four each here. True or false, the stealth plane is invisible on a radar. Answer is true, and both of you got that one correct. No! Which means... No! Benefit of the doubt, Zach has done it! Well done, Zach. Hey? Getting all those nappies tonight, mate. Getting all those nappies tonight. Well done, mate. Well done. How are you feeling, mate? Oh, mate, ecstatic. Langers? Yeah. What? It's gone. 300. It was in your grasp at the start of the week. You have first day, first cab off the rank. Gone skis. What's so stupid about this stupid game is that I got five out of five. I know, and still lost. And still lost. That's how it works, Zach. A benefit of the doubt. I hate this game. Win. That is our ruling that was agreed upon when we started all those months ago. So uh, you've taken it out, brother. Well done. Well done, Zach. Beauty. Cheers for that, guys. Call You're us welcome. anytime, mate. There you go, eh? We'll do it again tomorrow morning after seven, and we'll start at a lowly 50 bucks. Take off the going to be shroppy for the rest of the morning here, guys. <laughs> this is what I'm going to put up with. Alpha Bucks back Tuesday, the 14th of February. Oh, Valentine's Day! Day! Tomorrow! We just both realised that at the same God, time. we did our whole show and this whole podcast not acknowledging it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Wow. Happy V-Day, everyone. Happy V-Day, lovers. Or Galentine's or Palentine's. Yes. However you bloody celebrate. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Alpha, Alpha Bucks. Bucks. Celebrate with cash. And uh, maybe celebrate with your neighbours. Because that's, uh, yeah. that's the clue All for right. tomorrow. Like it's gone downhill from Valentine's Day <laughs> to Galentine's Day to Palentine's Day to just your neighbours. neighbours. But uh, N is your letter. <laughs> neighbours is your free Alpha Bucks answer for tomorrow. Right now, I'm going for Sam Smith. Yeah. They're having a good year. I think we're all always going for Sam Smith, aren't we? Yes. I All of a sudden, I was like... 
Did Sam Smith have a bit of a resurgence? But then I was like, no, they're always they're always popular. But yeah. this song, Unholy, is Huge. just massive. Doing a um, Sam Smith's doing a stadium tour of Australia yeah, later yeah. on this year, which is going to be just huge. Mm. Um, but Sam Smith has had tongues wagging again over the weekend after they went to the Brit yes. Awards. Yes, correct. Is that? It's just music awards, isn't it? Music awards for only, obviously, British musicians. Okay. Harry Styles took out every single award he was nominated for. Right. But Sam Smith what, what hopefully also had a good night. Um, the thing that got people talking about Sam Smith was the pretty incredible outfit they wore. Yes. Which, <laughs> it's a little bit Darth Vader-y. Think black latex. Yes. That has been inflated. In Like on different parts of the body. So it was kind of like the mm. shoulders. I just saw a video of the backstage, them mm. walking through, and I was taken aback. It, it, it was... Hard outfit to walk around in. Yeah. And kind of went... <laughs> yeah, yeah. As Sam walked. Yeah, couldn't have been comfy. Um, but the designer, a guy named Hari Krishnan, has come out and explained what it all actually meant. And it's pretty deep. Mm. Um, Hari says, Sam's been having a lot of hate comments or re- recently been experiencing a lot yes. of hate comments after the unholy you know, video and stuff came out. Yeah. So essentially that's what this outfit is supposed to do. It's supposed to exaggerate you know, the proportions of Sam's natural body. And yeah. It's just highlighting that. Um, Hari says, this is my take on celebrating their natural form nice. and the beauty of being oneself. So that was the... That was the inspiration behind the outfit. How it actually puffed out and whatnot, <laughs> the inflated look, it was actually achieved No, through a literal air valve <laughs> that allowed air to be pumped in. So a bit like those big Santa Claus outfits that you can yes. buy or whatever at Christmas yes, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That have like a little fan. That's what Sam had. Not as glamorous as I thought it would have been for nah, the Brit Awards. Would have kept him cool though. <laughs> 2022 for me, Cliffo, was the year of the weddings. I went to six last year. Of your own? Uh, I don't want to talk about my personal life. All we'll say is those annulments come through pretty quick. Flick and fast. Flick and fast. No, I was a bridesmaid in two and a guest at four, MC at two as well. So it was... Bloody uh, wedding season. Curse of being a radio announcer. Oh, it's so much charisma. Every bloody wedding you do. Yeah. Can you can you MC our wedding? And all I, all I want to do is like because if I'm at a wedding, yeah. I'm there without the kids. Yes. So all I want to do is drink wines or beers, whatever my poison is that yeah, night. Enjoy the and open bar. Not think about using my voice. But yeah. Anyway. I'm the type of MC that does both, which is not often great. That's for a bad them. MC. <laughs> It's not a good MC. <laughs> and what has changed a lot about weddings, I've noticed over the last couple of years, is like the gift, the the tradition of giving a gift mm-hmm. and how that has kind of, for a lot of millennial couples, that idea is completely gone. Like for all the weddings I went to last year... There was not a lot. There was not a table for gifts. There was mm. not like even on the invitations. It says like, please don't bring gifts. Some of some people had wishing wells. Yeah, I was going to say. I feel like you know whoever got on that. Let's make cute little wishing wells for weddings. Yeah. bandwagon like ten years ago. Yeah, they're doing okay. They're doing pretty well. Days. They're doing well. For you themselves. can literally buy one from IKEA. Like it is a wedding. My sister and her wife bought one. It was a wishing well. And you set it up, and then that's where people put their what a flat envelopes. Pack. <laughs> a flat pack at IKEA. A flat pack wishing well. 
You wouldn't read about it. God, you can get everything on IKEA. You really can. But it got us thinking because I'm reading an article about the worst wedding gifts that people have been given. And I'd love to know yours on 131060. So how long ago did you and Mish get married? Around 10 years? Uh, No, we've known each other for 10 years. Seven years ago? Seven years. Were you guys a no gifts kind of thing or did you ask for the (laughs) gift? We were wishing well, mate. Put your money in a card and put it in the world. Don't even put it in a card. Just throw it in. But we had a very little wedding. Okay, right. Too. It was pretty much just an elopement with a a bridal party and a, you know, yeah. So no room for gifts. Not really. Right. I think everyone put 50 or 100 in a car. That's nice. Yeah. Chloe and, and Sean, they were the type of couple that said, no gifts, please. Like we would just, if you want to, contribute to the wishing well. They ended up getting a few physical gifts that they are grateful for. Not yeah. sure they'll ever use them. <laughs> including they got something like three or four different pairs of salad tongs. Oh. Like four pairs of sal- you need one you need one salad tongue mm. really they got four pairs they got quite a few v- vase vases how do you say oh, that word? yeah they got like three three of them again like and they're also looking to move pretty soon like overseas so they they were particularly like we don't want any physical gifts I feel like the worst wedding gift is the appliance uh-huh. that you already have one yeah if not two of because. To be honest, couples who get married quickly, yeah, like Michelle and I, we still have a spare microwave from when we moved in together. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? So, so you don't need. If you've anymore. got, you know, like your sister's um, juicer. Yeah, and then yeah. What's her wife's name? Sean. Sean. And Sean's juicer. Yeah. Like the last thing they need is a third juicer. Is another juicer on the wedding day. Exactly. People Why are do people saying do this. They the worst gifts that they have received have often been like re-gifted gifts as well, and you can mm. kind of tell. Um, <laughs> So give us a call, 131060. <laughs> what was the worst wedding gift that you got? Philip on 131060, what's the worst wedding gift you received? Uh, the worst wedding gift for me was actually just a card saying congratulations um, with no money in there. <laughs> no money. <laughs> and you, I'm, I'm guessing you asked to contribute money. Uh, I didn't ask, but it's just in the Asian culture too. Oh, okay. Oh, really? So, okay. So that's that's obviously your background and your culture. And someone was just kind of uh, stingy and went, you know what? That uh, that long running tradition, not for me. Guess who that someone was? Oh Oh, no! Don't say a name. (laughs) What relation? (laughs) Uh, this was my uncle. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, I, I was so upset. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got a tight ass uncle, yeah, don't they? Of course they do. Uh, Jeff is next. Jeff, what's the worst wedding gift you received? I got given a wheelbarrow and some snail pellets. <laughs> I'm guessing that wasn't on the registry. <laughs> no, we didn't, don't have, didn't have a registry back then. Who gave uh, you that? Girl. My sister's. Wow, well, so they, they chipped in, your sister's. Why snail they, pellets? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Quite an unromantic I, gift. I do a little bit of gardening, but uh-huh. like, yeah. Have you know. complained to them about the snail problem or something? No, it's it's no. I, well, back then I was yeah, garden, veggie garden, and that. And yeah. There was snails around, but like, 
for a wedding present? I don't know. No, Jeff, nah, nah, don't Jeff, justify it. You're right. Yeah, you are. Yeah, we're just asking questions. Uh, we're, you we're, are rightfully <laughs> miffed. We're so confused. Uh, Jay is here right now. Jay, worst wedding gift, mate. What did you get? My mother-in-law, she gave me a dirty, broken son. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you registered for that one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Cliffo and Bronte podcast.